is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. All right, welcome back to the Healthcare Wrap. All you out there in the posse, how are you doing? Hope you're having a great week. And I think the week might just be getting better because of who I'm about to bring on the podcast today. I have the the privilege, the honor of welcoming Todd Yuri, who's the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, among many other things. And uh, Todd's a, a longtime friend of the program, who is one who really uh, helped me get going in podcasting. And I wanted to welcome to the program, first and foremost, Todd, how are you doing? Jared, what an honor to be here on the Healthcare Wrap. I'm such a fan. Uh, You're an innovator, not only in podcasting, but the way that you disseminate and deliver information in a way that's fun. And your latest rap just had me laughing and I kind of like started dancing along and then I showed my daughters and they're like, Daddy, why don't you do that? And I'm like, listen, kids, I'm not that talented. I'm going to leave it for Jared. So um, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Oh man, glad to hear that. And yeah, the freestyle stuff, uh, we'll just say there's going to be more of those uh, coming. So keep an eye out. But uh, thank you for for mentioning that. And yeah, I've been trying to think how many years we've known each other. And uh, you know, for a lot of new listeners to this program, back in the day, I hadn't talked about it a whole lot, but you know, my, my original podcast, Health IT Marketer, which started in 2015, which sounds like uh, still brand new compared to how long you've been doing this whole thing. And that's when uh, you and I and, and, and Janet Kennedy and Joe Lavelle, we were doing our, our weekly healthcare podcasters blab. You know, we were doing a video chat for an hour every week. We've been doing this kind of thing for a while. And I think for me, one of the funnest parts is just hearing different ideas from different parts of the world in the world of healthcare, you know, different perspectives, different ideas. It, it's always helped kind of ground me. And uh, you're, you're one of those who helps me see things from a different perspective. And one of those reasons is, is uh, quite frankly, the work you've done with the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You know, why don't we tell us a little bit more about that? And, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit more, but uh, just by way of introduction for listeners, you know, a little bit more about where you are and, and how you got there and, and uh, what you do day to day. Well, thank you. I wish I, you know, I always said if I won one of those big Powerball lotteries where you got $200 million after taxes, um, I'd hire you and Joe Lavelle and Janet Kennedy to build a company that needs to be built, but it just needs to get here as soon as possible, which is this consortium of content delivered through audio blogging and podcasting to really get out to the professionals that are making it happen and touching patients' lives. And I was always a supporter of pharmacy since I entered pharmacy in 2004 in the technology space where I was consulting with institutional pharmacies on their pharmacy management systems. 
And it was specific just to long-term care pharmacy. And I started blogging and realizing that I could generate leads for myself about the world of, of consulting and pharmacy software. But in, I left that company in 2008-ish and started an audio blog, a podcast, where I'd record other technical people that were writing software APIs from one pharmacy system to a packaging system or interviewing someone, but it was always technology focused. And I asked, could I record you because these are good conversations that we're having and then I'll use it as additional blog content. Jared, I didn't even call it podcasting in 2009. So, you know, it's our 10th year anniversary on March 2nd, 2009 of podcasting. My first episode went out March 2nd, 2009. And it's the most embarrassing piece of content I think I've ever put out. I think you can find it on YouTube if you put in Todd Yuri podcast March 2nd, 2009 or something. But just don't do it. Don't torture yourself. But it's come a long way. I've worked extremely hard at the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I intended it to be a consortium of the most innovative minds and voices, literally voices, in the pharmacy marketplace it was never about me. I always have tried to shy away and keep behind the curtain so that I could be the administrator and the editor and the social media support so I could go find the Aaron Alberts and the Timothy Ungst and the Megan Chilcotts and you know the people that were out there that were truly setting pharmacy on fire and changing pharmacy, transformation by fire and innovation in usage of technology, usage of data reporting and something like Aaron Albert concentrating on careers for pharmacy professionals and and then going out to the pharmacy technician and getting them involved and getting the associations involved and letting them know that podcasting is absolutely underutilized in healthcare, but also underutilized more so in pharmacy. And when you are in the car or when you're working out in the morning, and you're driving 25 minutes to work, which is the average commute, and you're not listening to a podcast about your industry or about self-bettering yourself or about your finances or about... I always think it's a loss of almost an hour a day if you think of how much we all commute or how much you exercise in the morning or you jog or something. So the Pharmacy Podcast Network is about the industry. It's about pharmacy. It's about trendsetters. However, I've also realized that you must step outside of pharmacy and go find other voices in healthcare. And that's why I was so drawn to you, Jared, and, and to Janet and to Joe. And when Joe invited me to participate at one of the HIMSS conferences and helping out Experian, and I've just been just delighted running into people like John Nasta on social media and learning from him and reading his Forbes articles about digital health and artificial intelligence and Timothy Onks with the digital apothecary and Darshan Kulkarni, who is an expert in pharmacy law, Chad Wurz, who leads the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists, which is really the leading organization for all things senior care pharmacy. The non-traditional pharmacist team led by Matt Paterini, who actually he's in information technology. He helps companies manage their data and repository of data. And I am in my like glory right now because the Pharmacy Podcast Network has finally reached a place 
where I don't have to say, have you heard of the Pharmacy Podcast Network anymore? Now I can jump past the introduction, which I felt like I was doing forever. And um, things really seemed to take off in 2016. But now I'm being asked to come to conferences and talk on panels and and really be a leader in finding those next innovators. There's a whole show dedicated to our future leaders called Pharmacy Future Leaders, and it's all dedicated to the pharmacy students. So it's a lot to do as a second position above and beyond my true work as director of strategy with New Season. Uh, New Season uh, is at addiction recovery centers across the United States. There's 80 centers that I travel to different territories to meet politicians to try to find funding for people suffering with opioid usage disorder. So, And I always try to use the podcast network to build relationships into deeper into healthcare to bring collaborations out. One of those is CPESN. That stands for the Community Pharmacy Enhanced Services Network. CPESN is about 2,600 large pharmacists out there right now that are doing value-based pharmacy stuff instead of just dispensing. And so I'm in my glory right now. I feel like I'm mid-career, but I have so much I want to do and accomplish. And the Pharmacy Podcast Network has been an absolute blessing. But what I hear, you know, the kind of the, the common thread through all of that is the sense of community and how much it's needed in, in pharmacy. And so maybe that's a, a way we can we can dive into the rap battle because I we want to talk about assumptions, especially those who who aren't coming, you know, living, breathing in the trenches in the world of pharmacy, what's useful for them to know, especially about technology and, and marketing and business when it comes to pharmacy. So let's dive right into our rap battle. Rap battle. Our rap battle is where we we challenge assumptions. We just challenge the way things have been done in the past. And I think it's really useful today to kind of dive into that from the pharmacy world because it is a very fast moving industry, uh, faster than I, I think a lot of other other people outside of pharmacy realize how quickly things are changing. And uh, to me, here's a starting point. So you can tell me if this is right or wrong. I see kind of three things affecting that rate of change in pharmacy. One is just consumer expectations. Two is the technology behind delivering pharmacy services. And the third is business mergers, acquisitions, and regulations. So with that as a starting point, all those could be totally wrong. Uh, But what do you think about the world of pharmacy today? It's 2019. You know, what should people know about it? That's great, Jared. And I appreciate setting that up. So we have to think, how are we keeping up with the rest of the world? Not even healthcare. How are we keeping up? Are we leveraging social media tools to reach people to communicate the way that everybody else is communicating. Are we there? And the answer is no. Pharmacists are not there. Pharmacists are not leveraging social media enough. We do have superstars and we have people that are awesome at using social media to reach patients, but there's that corporate environment that is afraid of social media because everybody's afraid to be sued. So I think therein lies a barrier to embracing technology, to embrace your patient where they are and to meet your patient where they are. I think that's one of the barriers and one of the things that's holding us back. And 
we got to overcome it. When we dive into any of those silos in particular, if we if we dive into the technology side, for instance, what's trending or what's good for people to know about you know, how technology is affecting the world of pharmacy? So Kevin Clausen, who is associate professor at Lipscomb University in Nashville area, Kevin is a thought leader in leveraging technology and he's really become an expert in blockchain and pharmacy and how blockchain will disseminate and transport and authorize information in the world of healthcare, which is so badly needed because the electronic health record, which seems like it's kind of like the gatekeeper of all things record keeping, doesn't share very well with the pharmacy industry. So imagine if we could all wake up tomorrow and for some magical thing taking place overnight, we could have a prescription written and documented in the electronic health record sent to the pharmacy via an e-scripts, a change made flows back into the electronic health record and then notifies the patient, notifies a patient's family or caretaker. And then the pharmacist does a med review three months later, says it's time to do a pharmacogenomics test, which is where you're testing a patient's efficacy. Are they absorbing the medication as intended? That information is sent through this magical network that's just flowing and it gives that data back to the pharma manufacturer and the developer of the medication, letting them know real time, freaking real time, what's happening with that patient in their therapy, possibly making an adjustment based on trackables or wearables, and then coming back to your primary physician and reporting all this from that electronic health record and then having the pharmacy team pay attention to the disease state that the patient is is in if it's chronic for example and being able to pivot being able to put in nutrition being able to reach out to a exercise guru and say hey we encourage you to do a little bit more cardio and i mean imagine that world jared with all this technology that we have to be able to kind of truly weave it together and i just feel like we still have these strange barriers to get us there although we all witness by reading and by experiencing ourselves the technology's out there it's just not we're not the touch points aren't connected yet so i'm passionate about it but i'm also hopeful that that will come together and pharmacists will finally be looked at as true providers rather than just an arm of the physician in in being reactionary, but really diving into the medications that are affecting that patient and or patients and reacting to it and having the data to go back in and make changes that are necessary. I'm a healthcare marketing leader. You see, I've got so many systems going on, you think I won the lottery. But our materials come from so many sources. When we try to innovate, it only forces me to shake my head. Instead, it's what I dread. It's like I said, I'm always fixing legal and brand and AP, y'all. Come on, can I consolidate? Is there a partner for me? Express Docs takes a load off your shoulders by creating a hub for all your marketing materials that's easy for your clinic managers, service line admins, and others to use. Just imagine a single workflow where all your direct mail postcards, rack cards, posters, business cards, flyers, brochures, patient handbooks, promotional products, and apparel are all in one spot. Well, that's Express Docs. Order today and have it tomorrow for most items. Visit bit.ly slash healthcarewrap3. That's bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number three today. 
Download a case study or request a demo to learn more and receive a free Healthcare Wrap stainless steel tumbler. That's right, go to bit.ly slash healthcarewrap3 for more about Express Docs. Tell your whole crew. So what do you see as the biggest opportunity to help kind of speed that along in terms of getting the technology in the right people's hands to make those kinds of things possible? Is it more on the technology side or the business side or, or how do you see that actually uh, progressing and moving forward? You know, I don't necessarily think it's the technology itself because I've never believed that technology solves problems. Technology is a tool. So if you looked at a hammer and you said, this is an amazing, this is the best, well, most designed hammer ever, it's still not going to build a house. It's still not going to do anything. You need you need the you need the person you need the construction person to physically do it so i think this is still about people i think it's about people being given the tools and then given the ability and the permission to help patients as they should be and in today's age of pharmacy jared and you mentioned acquisitions and you mentioned the churning of business there's so many publicly traded pharmacies out there who are not paying attention to the patient. They say they are, right? But truly, by, based on how sensitive they are about their stock price, it shows us and then they lower wages for their pharmacy technicians and they cut back hours for their supportive units and they are firing pharmacists in order to once again become profitable. What's frustrating for me, standing back as a supporter of pharmacists and pharmacy and the profession, is I see these conglomerates and these large organizations in a panic right now. And the panic is because of organizations like Amazon. And there's a panic because the distribution of goods and services has been mastered by Amazon. And they're all trying to figure out, you know, how do we do things via the status quo in taking care of our stockholders, but continuing to pump out 600, 800, 1200 prescriptions a day because they're still doing it the old fashioned way, Jared. They think that by doing more prescriptions, they'll make more money. And that's absolutely not the future of pharmacy. The future of pharmacy is value-based care. It's digging down into the patient's true chronic issues and allowing the patient and the pharmacist to return to the way things were in the 1960s, the 1970s, and when things started disintegrating in the 1980s because of volume and because of uh, pumping out you know, large amounts of prescription because they were being paid by the script rather than being paid by the outcome. So this is not a technology issue because there are some amazing technologies out there with the wearables and pharmacogenomics and there's a E-Tech RX is an organization led by uh, Harry Travis, who's a dear friend of mine. I look up to him. Harry is from the specialty pharmacy market. He's the CEO of a company that designs a capsule that you put any kind of medication in that, that's in the category. You swallow it. It activates with your stomach acid and it shoots up uh, information to your wearable and it gives that data to the electronic health record in the time that it was ingested and how fast it's disintegrating and how fast it's getting into your bloodstream. Like that stuff is absolutely amazing. But being able to weave that into care is a whole nother thing. So I don't think we're held back by technology. I think we're held back by process. And I think we're held back by the difference between volume versus value. 
And therein lies a shift, a paradigm shift that's going to have to take place. I think the independent pharmacies are going to get there first before the big conglomerates get there because they still are looking at their stock price every day. But regardless, I see it happening very slowly and therein lies the excitement. So what other trends in, in pharmacy should we be aware of, whether it's that maybe it's not the technology side or the business side, but you know, what else is just helpful for providers or health IT uh, solution providers? What's helpful for everyone else to kind of know about what's going on in pharmacy these days? So the term concierge pharmacist comes to mind. A concierge pharmacist is where now the pharmacist works in a physician's office and consults with the patient just like a specialist would. So if you had a a foot doctor look at your foot because your general practitioner, uh, your general primary physician wasn't the expert, and now you go, what's it called, a podiatrist? Is that a foot doctor? Excuse me. Sorry, podiatrist out there. But whatever that specialist is, it's working with a concierge pharmacist. A concierge pharmacist is, is a pharmacist who digs into the individual, into exactly what's happening. Is this a just a a virus? Do you need an antibiotic? Is this a chronic disease that you're battling? What is your nutrition look like? What medications are you taking overall? What over-counters are you taking? I love, Jared, where people think, "Uh, it's just an over-counter. You know, I'm not going to even mention it to my doctor or my pharmacist because, you know, it's a Sudafed. I can buy it over, over the counter. That's still chemicals in your system. It's still interacting. Adverse drug reactions are one of the main killers of people every year. And it's that pharmacist that's kind of at the gateway of saving those lives based on the drug-drug interactions. It's up to them to actually care for and, and look into. So a concierge pharmacist working so closely with the physician, being part of that physician's team, I see big opportunities for pharmacists out there that want to step outside the fast churn retail environment and become more consultative. And I see wearable information and giving us data back from the patient becoming big and becoming kind of the future. And then I also see organizations like 23andMe where you're digging into the the genomics in your DNA. I see that being a huge opportunity for pharmacists and technology to start really breaking down, but better than breaking down and better than collecting Uh, using the data to be more proactive and more predictive to a patient's life and a patient living not only longer, but having a, a much higher quality life. Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Guys, True North Custom is looking for your input on the annual State of Healthcare Content Marketing Study. Here's your chance to win $250 and learn about trends in our industry. State of Healthcare Content Marketing is the industry's benchmark study on how organizations are leveraging content, from strategic goals to leading channels to other key insights that can inform your 2019 plans. The study's findings are annually featured in Becker's, Marketing Profs, and other leading resources. In return for your time and input, you'll receive an early report and be entered to win $250. The survey closes on March 15th, so don't delay. Go to bit.ly slash healthcarewrap4. That's bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number 4 to participate and be entered to win. So don't forget, bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number 4. Tell your whole crew. Well, I hear your vision and I hear your passion about 
everything related to the things you've been sharing with us. So thank you for sharing that because it gives us all a better idea of really what's what's going on now and what's to come. And with that, we're going to move on to our, our shout out, which is, I hope, uh, hope mine doesn't come off too cheesy, quite frankly. So let's see how this goes. Shout out. Uh, shout out is our segment where we just recognize a person, a place, a thing, an idea that has just something that stuck out to us recently. And it's something that, that's maybe been helpful for us or just something that's caused us to think a little bit. And this is why I'm saying I'm hoping mine doesn't come off too cheesy because I actually wanted to recognize in, in my shout out. This is I think this is the first time I've I've done a shout out involving the guest that we've had on the program, but I wanted to just recognize the good work you've been doing with addiction recovery. And I think it'd be remiss if we didn't mention all the efforts going on uh, to fight uh, addiction in this country and and around the world these days. And so just wanted to give a shout out there and uh, and make sure listeners recognized uh, how how much of an effort is going on uh, with so many different organizations to truly combat the addictions going on in this country. You know, I really appreciate that. I believe in the world of of addiction recovery and medication-assisted treatment is the number one leading therapy proven in medical journals as the best way to combat the opioid epidemic is through medication-assisted treatment. However, being inside that sector of healthcare now for three years with New Season, which is a part of the Colonial Management Group, I've recognized that the lack of pharmacy services and integration into medication-assisted treatment for patients who suffer with co-occurring, reoccurring, or whatever they call it, comorbidity, where there's two or more chronic conditions taking place, and that means that they're the patient's usually on two or more medications. By not having a medication expert involved in that therapy, I think there's other challenges that arise. So where I'm at right now in the world of OUD, opioid usage disorder, I'm so excited to be a director of strategy, helping politicians to recognize and understand the disease, tour them through one of our 80 centers across 22 states throughout the country, helping nearly 30,000 patient lives, which means more than 30,000 families that are being impacted by the services that New Season provides. That's all well and good. And I'm going to continue to do that and champion that. But here's a call out to pharmacists. If you are in pharmacy, your community is being affected by the opioid epidemic. Therefore, get involved with a center. Get involved with a medication-assisted treatment provider. doesn't have to be new season. Go visit them and ask them, how can we work better with you and your patients to combat the world of opioid usage disorder, but also combat other things that we know 60% of the patients that are dealing with OUD, Jared, are also dealing with another disease state, whether that be depression or uh, some behavioral health issue or diabetes or something, HIV, hep C. So pharmacy services in the world of OUD is untapped. And I very much am passionate about bringing pharmacy into it. And I want to give a shout out to Troy Tragstad. He's the one of the executive directors of CPESN. And I'm going to be working very tightly with CPESN from a national perspective to bring pharmacy services into opioid usage disorder recovery and treatment. So that's my shout out. 
Right on, right on. Yeah, amen to all of that. Uh, again, we appreciate those efforts and making us aware of how we can help and how yeah, how pharmacists can help, how providers can help. This is all going to make a difference. It's a, it's a big, big effort going on. So thanks for sharing that. Thanks for being a part of it. And with that, you just want to thank listeners for, for tuning in. Todd, I know people are going to want to hear more about Pharmacy Podcast Network. They may want to be involved. They may want to hear more about what you're doing with New Season. What's the best way for listeners to reach you? At Pharmacy Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email me directly. My last name is Yuri. It's spelled E-U-R-Y. And that can be Yuri at PharmacyPodcast.com. Reach out to New Season. You can go to New Season, which is singular, NewSeason.com. I'm accessible through New Season as well and would gladly visit and come to your territory to develop strategies to combat the opioid epidemic in your neck of the woods, in your community. But I thank you, Jared, for continuing to podcast and continuing to innovate, getting the message out there, and you're doing it in such a creative way. I look up to you and with that creativity that you have with the rap side of things and we have to make things fun. Healthcare needs to be more fun. You look at people like Z-Dog MD who makes it super fun with his videos and his parodies, but he's also very serious in what he believes in. I feel like you and I are in that exact same sector of healthcare. We're, we're these voices and we're leaders in healthcare. I love being a conduit for the pharmacy industry to get your voice out there. If you are a podcaster and you are in pharmacy, why in the world are you not working with the Pharmacy Podcast Network? Like join up, doesn't cost you anything to join up. But when we are collective, we are stronger. And there's not enough collaboration between pharmacists from state to state and nation to nation. And I think that we can do more. So Thank you so much, Jared, for having me on the Healthcare Wrap. So much appreciate this. Yeah, thank you as well. And, and imagine when we can give that same request out there for any healthcare podcaster, not just pharmacy podcasters, but when we can be like, hey, uh, imagine you know, if there was just a, a network like that, that that we were all part of, uh, right? That kind of modeled itself after the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We'll, we'll have to figure out something to, to do that way, Todd. And uh, maybe I have to get back on the program once we've uh, gotten that kind of thing all set up or something. You know, that, that would just be what a, what a crazy thought. Absolutely. I think there's a fire burning in the background. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, leading uh, leading the witness a little bit here. So uh, again, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't had a chance to uh, leave a review on iTunes, we'd love for that. Uh, but definitely, if you liked what you heard today, uh, definitely subscribe to this. We're here every week with new episodes. We have just rock star guests uh, week after week after week. And uh, for those of you who have tuned in before, thanks for continuing to listen. Uh, we love your support and uh, thanks for uh, engaging with us. We are on Twitter at Healthcare Wrap. And uh, Peter Balistrieri, my normal co host uh, and I are both on LinkedIn. So hit us up there and you can find archived episodes at healthcarewrap.com. And so on behalf of Peter and on behalf of Todd and on behalf of myself, uh, thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks.